Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode two of the Gambit Goals. Uh, since I've already explained what this is all about in the first episode, feel free to listen to that if you need to. But now I get to talk about random stuff and then get to cross off another item on my goals list. So the thing that I want to talk about today, and like I had kind of said, I want to try to stay away from the negativity. Um, I'm not a certified life coach or anything. I'm just trying to give you the little tips and stuff that I try to follow. Um, so today is what I would like to call trimming the fat or cutting the fat. So when you get to a point in your life, you know, maybe some stuff's going on that you don't like or you're stressed out or maybe you've just gotten to the point in your life where you are reassessing and you're thinking of a big life change. Well, who do you turn to? You know, you might turn to your, your friends, your family, um, maybe coworkers, peers, teachers, whoever it may be. That's who you want to turn to. So when you stop and you you think about your goals or you think about a career change or you think about maybe the relationship you're in or whatever, stop, pause, and think, who is the best person to talk to? Okay? Have that person in your mind. Okay, that's someone that you should truly value, and that's someone that you should truly be there for. Now, if the people that you talk to the most, or that are, surround you the most on a daily, um, whatever grind that you're going through, if they weren't on your mind, perhaps they're one of those people that I would probably say is the fat. Now, what I mean by that is, I guess it's kind of a cooking term or whatever, but um, or even in anatomy class when you're you have your little uh, animal or whatever, and one of the things they want you to do is they want you to cut away the fat, and so then you can um, look over the muscles, dissect it, do what you got to do. But it's kind of the same concept. If you haven't heard of this already, if you have, cool, you're smart, you know what I'm talking about. But it's the same theory in terms of people. So there's people that I guess you can say are kind of leeches. Or they're kind of there uh, to use you as a crutch. You know, when they have problems or they need they need money or love or support or whatever, you're there for them because hopefully you're a good person. And But when the tables turn and you need their support or their love or their help and they seem to be too busy for you or not have, you know, whatever pops up, whatever excuse they want to make... Or, you know, they give you two to five minutes to talk about it or, you know, because sometimes all you really, really got to do is just talk and listen. But they, they can't even be bothered with that, you know. Say you want to talk about something and suddenly they listen for a minute, make some comment that isn't really helpful, and then suddenly they're comparing themselves. Oh, well, that sucks and all, but oh, I can't believe I'm going through this. Like, those are not the people that you want in your life. There's this... I don't know, phrase quote. I don't know who it, who it is that said it, but they actually they had said um, one of our failures in society is that we listen to respond, we don't listen to understand. And I find that the 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 more I deal with younger people or people that are, I mean, my age as well, and even older as well, but mostly the the younger and younger the people that I come across, the worse and worse that it gets. That this theory seems to be true. That it's like, I, I'll give you I'll give you a kind of an adjacent um, example. 
So, you know, when you, like, walk into a store or whatever, and the customer service person or whatever is just like, oh, how are you doing? Or, or somebody will say, hey, or whatever, and you're, and you're like, uh, say, say somebody says, oh, how are you doing? And, like, you know, your common social skills or whatever, you just say, oh, I'm good, how are you? And then they say, oh, I'm fine. And that's just, like, the common um, talk. Have you ever actually said, like, when when somebody asks you, oh, how are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm not doing very well. And then they're just like, okay, great. And then they just move on. Because I know I've done that sometimes just to see if the person's actually listening. And majority of the time, they're not. Um, I mean, in their, their, their defense, you know, they're just working. They're doing their job. I have no problem with that. But the same can be true with people in your life. So these are the... I guess I'm repeating myself. These are the guy type of people that you need to start trimming the fat and cutting them out of your life. So I guess I've gotten to that point where that's where I've been thinking about it. But even even in terms of, of other things. So, you know, the people you follow on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever else, like, I started going through and and getting rid of some of those people or the people that, you know, if if they don't motivate you or inspire you, or provide like love and support or friendship, you know, like maybe it's just a distraction. And I mean, like sometimes that's fine, but typically it's not. So if they're kind of just a distraction from, for you, from actually, you know, thinking about what you want to think about or going after something or whatever it is, again, trim the fat, get rid of it. So like lately, I haven't done so much on, on, on Twitter yet. I'll probably get to that point. But I know on my... I did a little bit on my Facebook. Mostly just people that either they I don't talk to anymore or they don't really... they I haven't spoken to them since high school or whatever. Those people I got rid of. Some, some of my best friends or people that have been bet, like good to me over the years, they don't even have Facebook anymore because we just will text each other or talk to each other on the phone. So some of those people I got rid of, the one that I got rid of the most was probably Instagram. And it wasn't necessarily like rude, obnoxious people. It was more the distractions. So pretty much any of the people on there that were like like model types, actors, fitness models or whatever, that's like were basically just posting photos of themselves in bikinis or, you know, some sexy photos and then saying, like, oh, my God, I look so ugly today. Or, oh, my God, which photo do you like better? Like, just a distraction. Like, there are some some fitness models or whatever that I actually do admire and I do look up to because they, they include information on, like, dieting or fitness programs or whatever. And those are the ones that I want to follow. And those ones are actually, like, typically good to people and will respond to your questions or anything like that. But the ones, like I said, that are just like, oh, look at me, like, I think the, there's like a, what is that term, the thought or whatever, which I, I'm not even sure if I'm saying this right, but it's like that hoe over there or whatever, I think that's what it is. Again, I'm not really up on lingo these days, but it seemed like a lot of them were like that. Or even, or even people that I thought they were like, like gamer girls that was like, Okay, they're kind of cute. It'd be fun to talk video games with them. But then really it's just like them dressing up, showing their cleavage. And like they're not really talking about video games or anything at all. Like, I, 
in any media sometimes it's like you know if the if the speaker doesn't have you know his dial tone doesn't have a personality sometimes you get bored with it so it's like well if i'm gonna learn about video games or if i want to learn something about editing or something it sure would be nice to learn it from a, from a cute chick you know at least in my perspective but if all they're gonna talk about is nonsense and their like wardrobe and like oh my god look at what i'm wearing guys like delete 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 that shit like get, move on like i just i got rid of so many of those things too and i mean and, and even then like some of the people i got rid of on twitter like i said i need to do this further is kind of the, the same type of people that are like that as well or are very just complain about this complain about that and and do the same thing of like oh well, you'll never understand because you're not a girl or you're not gay or you're not black or blah 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 it's just like okay but i guess you're gonna hold that against me like i don't i don't know what to say to this then other than you just want to whine and complain about you know double standards or whatever like i know this probably doesn't compute very well but i'm kind of getting tired of these girls saying like you just don't understand how many you know guys slide into my my dms or the direct messages or whatever and it's so annoying and blah 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 and i'm just like can't you like make a private instagram can't you make like a private uh twitter like i'm not sure how that works but i know there's settings and stuff that for that where in the same aspect i'm sick of like if i comment or like a girl like a fitness model or whatever on instagram and say like damn, that, that workout looks hard, or man, you look good, or something like that, like, the next day, I literally will have, like, five of these little spam accounts of these girls that'll have, like, three photos, will have 2,000 followers, but only, you know, like, they only have three posts, they have 2,000 followers, and they follow, you know, seven people, then it's just like, you're obviously spam, these photos could have been ripped off of anything on Google, but yet you want to follow me, so what, you can use my name and, and tag me in the, all these little sex box websites? Like, that is so frustrating that no matter what you like or you comment on, you're going to get somebody trying to scam you every day. Where it's like, okay, that to me is super annoying and frustrating, and then you're going to, I mean, this. I understand people are creeps and annoying. I get it. But like when I'm like that and I'm getting I'm trying to get scammed every single day and you're gonna complain that guys are hitting on you, like I'm like, man, I'll trade with you for sure. And if people are creeps, alright, you block them. You don't even have to read that shit, you know? But anyways, back to the main point. Trimming cutting the fat from your life, trimming the fat from your life, you know, anything that's toxic in your life on social media, get rid of. Anything that's bothering you in, in your personal life, you know, like, if, if you really do hate your job, maybe set aside an hour each day or whatever else to start looking for stuff. Or even simple things like, you know, reorganizing, you know, your closet or your kitchen or starting going through, you know, a little spring cleaning or fall cleaning and getting rid of some of those clothes. Like, find little things here and there to be productive and, I guess, kind of... You know, if each day you set aside one little task or whatever to be productive, that's going to be beneficial to you. And that'll also keep you from being distracted and, and kind of spiral into these negative things that you're going to find online or in TV or whatever that you're comparing yourself to. 
but that's basically what's been on my mind lately. Um, I'm going to play a song for you, and then we're going to hop off into number 11, which is scuba and or snorkeling, and I actually did this in Belize in Central America. Now, there's a big story for this one, so hopefully you'll have the time to sit and enjoy this with me. So I'm going to play a song for you, and then we'll be right back with the item. I don't have any cool sound effects or anything, or if I could, I don't know how to do it yet, but if you need to pause this, pause it, get yourself, you know, a nice little beach island drink or whatever, kick your feet up, throw your shades on, whatever you gotta do, and just, I guess, listen to my beautiful voice as I explain this story. Alright, that should be plenty of time. So, each summer, I always try to plan a trip. And I don't mean like a weekend trip. I mean like a week, two weeks maybe trip. Now, the last couple of years, I had basically made made my, my trips based around visiting new cities, um, states even. Um, and then the places that I visited were places that had major league ballparks. Now, this last year, I had a lot more vacation days. I kind of wanted to do something that that mattered. Like, I've, I've gone to a lot of ballparks, and I still had planned to do one. The scheduling just didn't work out. But a lot of these ballpark road trips that I did, um, they were kind of, you know, the cities weren't too far apart. You know, I think I did one that was all California, which, weirdly enough, this will probably be another podcast. Then I did another one where I kind of drove through the Midwest a little bit. And then just through traveling and living, I've done a lot of the South. Um, but yada yada. So the ones that I want to do now, they're not really like four or five hour drives. They're like, okay, well, if I'm going to fly to Colorado, it's just Colorado. You know, the next one is what am I going to go to Seattle? Am I going to go to, you know, San Diego? Well, those are like a, a full, like 12 hour drive. So I was trying to think of one to do. East coast kind of came up. It just didn't really seem like I could, I could make it work. So I backed away from that and basically decided, you know, I want to I want to go somewhere. I want to leave the country. Like I've never other than Canada um last year, which I mean, it's Canada. It didn't it didn't really even stamp my passport. It didn't really feel like it counted cuz it was like a day trip here and there and whatever. But basically other than the trip to Canada, I hadn't left the United States. And I mean, I know I have family that lives in Europe. In England specifically, and they are always like, yeah, man, come visit, come, you know, do this and that or whatever. And I'm like, there's so much stuff that I still have to explore in the United States. Like until I go to all these states and, and visit things I want to visit here, like until I get to that point where I'm bored, like then I'll leave the country. Well, that kind of came to this point this summer, this year, where I was like, you know what? I've been to the Midwest, I've lived in the South, I've now visited the West Coast kind of driven through some of the east coast and i mean I, I would like to visit a couple places up there but you know nothing that's like must do or must see so i was like you know what maybe i've met my time where i finally want to leave the country so then it was like all right well what do i want to want to do so i didn't really have anything in mind i just was like maybe i'll go on a cruise maybe i'll go on a you know a flight to some hiking grounds or whatever and you know i always wanted to go to australia and weirdly enough and this uh, weird <laughs> i guess it kind of comes full circle weirdly enough on instagram 
you know how they have those random ads that are kind of tailored towards whatever you're thinking or whatever you're saying or doing so one an ad came up on there and it was basically well i guess i can say that the, the group is called operation groundswell and basically what it is or what it sounds like um in the lamest terms is it's basically like a half vacation half mission trip is what it sounds like and i went for basically two weeks and in this trip you know they have a bunch all around the world and you go and you visit several places and you meet the people and you try the foods and you you have basically two i can't remember what they're called counselors i guess but basically you have, or like chaperones even you basically have like two people that basically plan the trip do walk through the trip for you have it generally planned out of like what you're gonna do where you're gonna go so you never have to worry about oh crap i'm in this small town what am i gonna eat or oh crap i really want to go do this but how do i get there you know like you're never really left out on the loop you know in a foreign country so you kind of have like chaperones to help you out so you have this two-week agenda where you go and do all these things and i ended up picking one that was in belize in central america because not only was it one of the cheapest ones but because belize was an area where they spoke english so it and my maybe i'll back up the operation groundswell it seems to be that they kind of cater towards kids that are in college um you know kind of that like summer vacation before they got to go back to school and classes well i'm not really that age anymore i'm kind of past that so i was i think the I was definitely the oldest in my group, but I wasn't like, I was older than one of my little counselors, but younger than the other one. But I tended to bond with them more because they had a lot more um, like world experience, travel experience or whatever. And it felt like I was just, a lot of my group wasn't of age to drink alcohol in the States, but they were, you know, there. So they kind of, this was kind of like to them, like a spring break, you could say. Um, but that really wasn't why I was there. I was kind of there because, one, I wanted to find, like, a cause or to do something that, like, was helpful to the people or the society or whatever. And I wanted to learn about another country that maybe not, you know, might not be one of the major, you know, London or whatever, you know, Paris or nothing like that. Like, some some country that, you know, because they're fairly young, so I wanted to learn about the country, I wanted to learn about their people, I wanted to learn some of their customs, I wanted to try their food, I wanted to learn about, you know, what was a typical meal, I wanted to know what what the living conditions were like. And I will, I will say this, most of you will think this is gross, but um, I now, I guess, kind of understand why um, if you go to certain towns or whatever that have a lot of international people visiting or, or whatever, um, why they throw their toilet paper away in the trash and not just flush it? Because pretty much every place that I stayed except one, they don't have, um, I guess, the flushing ability to flush down toilet paper. So there's, you know, you, you pee poop, but you throw your toilet paper away in the trash. And then in the trash, it gets burned at the end of the night. So that was one of the things that I learned there. But regardless, um, along this trip, like I flew into the airport, airport's real small. Like I wouldn't really know what to expect there, but it was real small. 
And then for two weeks, you basically stay in like a place for like two, three days, and then you hit the road for a day, and you're constantly on the move, you're constantly doing stuff, you know, you, you're backpacking. I think they call it like backpackism or something like that. Um, we were the first guinea pigs along on this trip, so there, it, not everything was really ironed out, and even the expenses, like I'm sure the people that do this, this um, trip after us, it's going to be way, way more expensive than what it was for me. Um, but the food was phenomenal. I met a lot of cool people, um, both on my both the group that I kind of came with, and then like the people that I talked to. You know, I got to, I ate a lot of local food that was great. Tried you know some local rum and, and wine I think even and man they make their own hot sauce there that man I love and luckily they have some of the generic ones here in the states so I buy that now. Um, I guess I'm kind of just giving you the, the foreplay of this because one of the things that I did there was we traveled to basically an island. Like it really is just an island and it's kind of self-sustained. Well, not really. It, it's an island, but it's kind of like a, a tourist island. So they have like a bunch of these like huts and stuff or whatever. And people come on vacation and will stay there. And it's... The one that we stayed in was kind of like a rundown shack, but the guy that ran it, like, was an amazing chef. I think his name was Jerome. Jerome knocked every meal out of the ballpark. Pretty pretty funny dude in my estimation. I don't think most of the girls knew when he was being sarcastic and when he was joking, because some of them were like, I'm kind of creeped out, and I'm like, but he's just he's just messing with you, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But basically, you're on this island, and it probably is like, I don't know, an acre, two acre, three acres. Like, it's not a very big island. And there's a bunch of these, like, uh, you know, makeshift little, I don't want to say huts, because huts seem very uh, kind of run down. But, like, you know, like, beach houses. But not, not like a house house. You know, we're in a foreign country, so it's basically like two rooms. Um, so we're staying there, and... One of the activities, I mean, there's not a lot there, but you know, you get boat rides. So I went on a boat ride, um, went and saw one of these areas that um, some dredging was taking place, and this specific bird was basically uh, was dying off because these tourist people were messing with it, and that was, I mean, that was kind of sad. But you know, you learn about that. You learn. We went through some of the mating grounds for I think sea turtles and manatees, um, and then we I went snorkeling like three four times but when i went snorkeling i got to see some of the coral saw a bunch of different fish i never seen saw stingrays like stingrays literally will just go right up to the dock like you can you can almost pet one you could fall on one if you weren't paying attention because some of the fishermen will come and buy stuff or buy stuff they'll catch it and then they'll like cut it up or whatever and throw the stuff out that doesn't want well the stingrays will come up and then and then eat it so saw a stingray saw a shark like I said, I saw a bunch of different fish. Um, we went out with some tour guides, some snorkeling guides, so they explained to us some of the fish and coral and all that. And um, One of them that's poisonous, where like you can eat it, but it's little like fins or whatever are the poison, so you got to make sure to cut those off. And um, apparently the, the fish that the, one of the guys was catching was destroying some of the coral, so... Within the last couple of years, they had kind of uh, multiplied and multiplied, so they had slowly been hunting this fish um, to help preserve the coral. Because, you know, each stop that we went to, they basically um, explained the cause and things that they were working on. 
So, on this trip, we went there. Obviously, that was on an island with alcohol. So, that was very popular. Um, we went to a couple other places that I really liked. Um, one of them was basically on the edge of the jungle where we uh, tracked and caught some bats. Um, I found some tree frogs. That was really cool, too. Um, this whole trip was really quite amazing. You know, I was a little disappointed because I didn't feel like I did enough to, or in the group in general, like we really worked enough to, I guess, help them. But it also was very educational. And what I did after I came back was I actually set up a fundraiser because one of the kids that I, we went to a Mayan village and stayed there for, let's say, three, four days. And, you know, all the, all the families took us in, made us food and explained stuff and even taught us how to cook, sold us some crafts. Um, I was really interested in the farming and, and the kind of the herbal stuff. And one of the families that I met, one of their sons, he was four years old. Um, his name's Arlen, and he uh, he was deaf. And, I mean, they're in a Mayan village. They have, like, a little school system or whatever, but they're still basically, like, living off the land. Like, I didn't go into a classroom, but I'm just going to assume that they don't have computers. Or if they do, they only have, like, one. So, you know, you learn these things when you go to different cultures, different countries, that they're, you know, the things that we have or that we can do on a daily basis. I mean, our cell phones are practically computers i mean they basically are you know we have information at, at our fingertips that we take for granted um so you know i guess to make this full circle we need to like appreciate the things that we do have but we also need to get rid of the things that are kind of bringing us down or hampering us in our growth because if we're not growing as people you know what are what are we doing like if we're not constantly trying to be better or help the people around us or, you know, um, at least trying to learn. You know, you can grow by just learning new things and, and showing people kindness that way as well by, you know, education. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, if you have, you know, two parents, proper, proper uh, lifestyle, good education, that, like, you don't realize all the things that I guess you've taken for granted because you're just used to it. And, I mean, you can't really hold that against you. But you should also be aware enough that you need, you know, talk to people that you don't know. Do things out of your comfort zone to meet these types of people. Not, I'm not saying that in a bad way because they could be better than you. But you need to go out of your comfort zone to meet these people, talk to these people, talk to anybody to kind of get a better idea of the society that we you currently live in, that you've grown up in, and learn from that and grow. Um, so I will say that even though the item on this list was number 11 was the scuba dive or snorkel. And I did go, like I said, I did snorkel a couple times and it was a lot of fun. And, and like, I was kind of one of those things where I, I scuba dived in a pool and it was really calm and cool and snorkeling was a little tougher cause I'm not a great swimmer. I had to wear a life vest and you know, the water gets in there. It's a little tough. But it was kind of like conquering a fear, and by conquering that fear, it gives you the confidence to do more and to try more things. And so, like if your if your life is this like small little circle, like when you you accomplish these goals, or you try new things or talk to new people, it's like slowly that that's that little bubble just grows and grows and expands and expands, 
before you know it, something else pops up that's like could change your life. And I guess that's I guess that's one of the things that I'm trying to get across on this podcast. It's just to like constantly push the limit, you know, not necessarily just like don't think about it, do it, like plan it, you know, assess it, make sure it's it's something that you really want to do so you don't regret it later. Um excuse me. But you know, push 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 your envelope, push your comfort zone because great things happen outside of your comfort zone. And if all you ever do is stay in your little bubble in your little comfort zone like you're basically following that poem that I said in the first inning, you're choosing to exist. You're not really choosing to live anymore. So we'll end with that. Like I said, I'm not trying to make these super long podcasts. I'm just trying to have a conversation. Make sure to leave me any comments or feedback on whatever podcast form you're listening to. Or you can always just, you know, shout me a message on Twitter. At the Coach BA. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Next, I don't have... Basically, like I said, my format is talk about something current or something that's on my mind. And then jump into one of my items. They all, all those things on my list can't be exciting or flashy. So the next one I got planned, I actually got three that I'm going to cross off. And I guess kind of the common theme is just, it's the little things. The little things can add up and mean huge things. Or the little things can slowly add up. And once you get to that comfort or get to that level in your life, then you can chase the big things. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for listening.